Advisors, mark your calendar. Exchange is back, and we are ready for some learning, connection, and fun in the sun. Join the Financial Advisor Community February 5th through the 8th in Miami, Florida at Exchange, an ETF experience, an in-person conference crafted specifically for the Financial Advisor Community. Use the code EOTW for a discounted advisor pass and learn more at exchangeetf.com. Again, that's code EOTW for a discounted advisor pass. See you there. One fund on point for today, the expert to talk about it. Welcome to the ETF of the week. Yes, it's the ETF of the week where we get the latest take from Tom Lydon, vice chairman at Vetify, which has everything you loved about ETFtrends.com. That's the site that made Tom Lydon famous and much, much more. There's plenty of data and research that's going to give you everything you need to know about exchange traded funds so that you can be a savvy sound investor. It's Vetify.com. Tom Lydon, great to chat with you again. Happy New Year, Chuck. Your ETF of the week is the iShares MSCI Turkey ETF, ticker symbol T-U-R. It's the Turkey ETF, the iShares MSCI Turkey ETF, T-U-R. And you know, there's nothing like holiday leftovers, but here as we're getting into the new year, why are we talking turkey about turkey? Chuck, 22 was a very, very fast year. It also, across the board, was a disappointing year for equities and fixed income. However, there were a couple bright lights, and one, surprisingly, was this ETF, up over 90% for the year. At a period of time when emerging markets were challenged incredibly, their local currencies were challenged compared to the U.S. dollar. But it's just amazing that the local Turkey market did really, really well during this period of time. Now, with that being said, we need to cut to the chase. This is an index made up of about 50 companies. There are not that many companies that are publicly traded in Turkey. And as far as the top sectors most of these sectors included industrials and materials, which, as we know, during periods of time of high inflation and whether it be the industrial sector or material sector, those areas did pretty well. It's just the nature of the construction of that index and the underlying companies within that index as well. So something to keep in mind as we go into 23, it just doesn't mean that because emerging markets have been down or because of domestic versus global continues to be more important and more people have a higher weighting that you shouldn't be looking at other areas of the world. Developed countries, for example, in Europe have some unbelievable valuations right now, but they've struggled a lot more because their economies have been down. Also, because they've had tough times this year with their local currency being weaker than the U.S. dollar, which has affected their performance, too. So with that in mind, I'm just using this as an example to keep your eyes open, keep open minded, because there are going to be areas of the world that surprisingly are going to get some momentum for reasons that you may understand or we may not understand. 
being the best performing non-leverage ETF of 2020, I don't think anybody would have guessed a year ago that we'd be looking to a turkey ETF, but it's just one of those things. Well, it also raises a really interesting question. You know, last week we were talking about Pacer Trend Pilot U.S. large cap, and we were talking about methodology and trend following. And that fund in its trend following methodology has a little thing that we talked, I think we touched on it. But I know that one of the things they do is they say, hey, if we get more than 20% above the 200-day moving average, we start to think maybe things are going to change. So they, the portfolio kind of follows its methodology and lightens up a little bit, takes profits. If it's on the upside, it puts some money back in. If it's on the downside, this fund is more than 20% above its 200-day moving average. It's been a high flyer, but if I'm a moving average guy, and in all the interviews we've done on moving averages, I'm not sure I've ever asked you this question. Are we so far above the moving average that it might actually be something you want to take your profits on if you knew about it or not buy into at this point because the most likely trend is down? Chuck, I think you're bringing up a good point. In most cases, when we talk about an ETF of the week, I'm suggesting just by talking about it that people add money there. I'm not. I'm just pointing out and giving a round of applause that out of all the non-leverage ETFs out there, TUR was the best performing. I don't suggest that that many listeners to this podcast right now actually owned it. If you did, congratulations. Should you add more money? I would prefer that you look to areas that maybe have been drastically beaten up and have shown some stability. And we've seen some areas that have done that. A great example is China. The China ETFs have been devastated, many of them down over 80%. But just recently, they've come off their bottom. They're up 20, 30, 40% off of their recent lows. Still not above their 200-day average, but look for areas of the market that have just been crushed in this market and consider not just arbitrarily buying them, but if you were looking to begin your own trend following technique or methodology for your portfolio, even if you took 20% of your allocations and did trend following with it, there's probably not a better time in the last 10 years to begin some type of trend following strategy. You could put something like this to work and buy some fairly risky areas, things like innovative technology stocks, the Kathy Wood suite of, of stocks, internet related, work from home related companies, China related companies, emerging markets related companies, where in fact, the valuations have come down to the point where they're 60, 70, 80% off their valuations from a year ago. So look, as we go into a new year, it's a great opportunity for us to look out at the landscape and say, ETFs are a great place to invest. There's a lot of choice. Choice sometimes provides confusion. Take better control of your portfolio. Make sure your allocation is in line with your long-term goals. But if your portfolio is important to you and you do have time, institute some trend following to get a better handle. It forces you to pay better attention to your portfolio. At the same time, you may go in and pick some ETF opportunities that you might not have selected before. And if you've got a longer term outlook that's, you know, at least five years and you can follow new trends as they developed, you might have some fun at the same time. You answered most of my question, not all of it. Since we are talking about trend following, trying to make sure people understand that lesson. 
would you be worried if you saw a fund? In this case, we are talking about TUR, the iShares MSCI Turkey Fund, but any fund where you're saying, hey, you're now a trend follower and we're more than 20 or 25% above the 200-day moving average. Would you at that point be telling people, yep, I know you're a trend follower and I know above the 200-day moving average is good, but too much above it is maybe too much of a good thing? The honest answer is you don't know. This CTF could double again in 23. So you and I would look like boneheads if we told people to sell, right? We just don't know. There are areas of the world that are doing some really incredible things. And just by the nature of the portfolio structure and the companies that they're invested in, I mean, still from a valuation standpoint, this ETF is not expensive. The underlying companies that it owns, you know, the country's shares are still trading around a 50% discount to their emerging market peers at this point. So from a relative standpoint to other emerging market ETFs, this is still cheap. It's had a great run, but I couldn't guess what 23 is going to bring. However, if you were to say, well, would you buy this or would you buy something else? I'd look to another area that's had a devastating bear market, knowing that it's not going to die. China is not going to go away. Innovative technology stocks are not going to go away. They will come back to life and they're going to come back to life in a strong way. So I'd prefer to look at those types of buying opportunities as they develop. Meanwhile, we're not calling Turkey a turkey. <laughs> but we are saying that the iShares MSCI Turkey ETF, the best performing non-leveraged ETF of 2022, at least as we record this, it's the ETF of the week. Tom, great stuff today and all year. Can't wait to do this with you again in 2023. Chuck, thanks for the ongoing partnership. I look forward to it every week and wishing everybody a happy new year. The ETF of the week is a joint production between Vetify and Money Life with Chuck Jaffe. And yes, that's me. And you can learn all about my hour-long weekday podcast by going to moneylifeshow.com or checking it out wherever you find the good podcasts. If you want to learn more about investing in exchange-traded funds, make sure you check out Vetify. It's vetify.com, and they're on Twitter at Veta underscore Fi. They've got everything you need to be a savvy investor in exchange-traded funds. Their vice chairman is Tom Lydon. He was my guest, and he's on Twitter, too, at Tom Lydon. The ETF of the week is here for you every Thursday. We've been here every week this year. We'll be here every week next year. So make sure you don't miss anything by following along on your favorite podcast app. And if you have time, give us a holiday favor and leave us a review because they really do help. For Tom Lydon and Vetify, I'm Chuck Jaffe. We'll see you again next week in the new year. Happy New Year, everybody, and happy investing.